The hour cometh and now is when true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our Psalms this morning are 137 verses 1 through 6 on page 513 and then 140 on page 516. By the waters of Babylon we sat down and wept when we remembered thee, O Zion. As for our harps, we hang them up upon the trees that are therein. For they that led us away captive required of us then a song and melody in our heaviness. Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. Yea, if I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy. Psalm 140 Deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man, and preserve me from the wicked man. Who imagine mischief in their hearts, and stir up strife all the day long. They have sharpened their tongues like a serpent. Adder's poison is under their lips. Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the ungodly. Preserve me from the wicked men who are purposed to overthrow my goings. The proud have laid a snare for me, and spread a net abroad with cords, yea, and set traps in my way. I said unto the Lord, Thou art my God. Hear the voice of my prayers, O Lord. O Lord God, Thou strength of my health. Thou hast covered my head in the day of battle. Let not the ungodly have his desire, O Lord. Let not his mischievous imagination prosper, lest they be too proud. Let the mischief of their own lips fall upon the head of them that compass me about. Let hot burning coals fall upon them, 
Let them be cast into the fire and into the pit, that they never rise up again. A man full of words shall not prosper upon the earth. Evil shall hunt the wicked person to overthrow him. Sure I am that the Lord will avenge the poor and maintain the cause of the helpless. The righteous also shall give thanks unto thy name, and the just shall continue in thy sight. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the third chapter of Genesis. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good from evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave it to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle, and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your heel, he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. The woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children, your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it, cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it. All the days of your life, both thorns and thistles, it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you shall return. And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. And also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put out his hand and take also of the tree of life 
and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him out of the Garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed cherubim at the east of the Garden of Eden, and a flaming sword which turned in every way to guard the way to the tree of life. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 30th verse of the 6th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. Then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said to them, Come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. So they departed to a deserted place in a boat by themselves. But the multitudes saw them departing, and many knew him, and ran there on foot from all the cities. They arrived before them and came together to him. And Jesus, when he came out, saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep, not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. When the day was now far spent, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and already the hour is late. Send them away that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. But he answered and said to them, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy two hundred denarii of worth of bread and give them something to eat? But he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then he commanded them to make them all sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in ranks in hundreds and in fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven, blessed and broke the loaves, and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fish he divided among them all. So they all ate and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of fragments and of the fish. Now those who had eaten the loaves were about 5,000 men. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies 
and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee favorably to hear the prayers of thy people, that we who are justly punished for our offenses may be mercifully delivered by thy goodness. For the glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost ever, one God, world without end. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. These uh, first three chapters of, of Genesis and actually going forward into the first promise of or the first act of redemption judgment and redemption are really significant for framing the whole of the biblical story. We should be aware that we say, well, what's what's wrong with the world? Um, 
the meaning, the answer to that question is sort of rooted in, in the, these chapters where we understand that Genesis reveals that God made the world and behold, it was very good. And what is wrong with the world is that um, human rebellion against God brought evil into the world. So when the question, you know, raised, well, you know, why is God doing this or that? Um, strictly speaking, God, it, it, the, the evil things that are experienced are a result of the separation of humanity from God, not God, uh, not, it wasn't not, not God's own direct actions. And um, so we can ask the question, why does God allow it to continue? For some reason, God has given the free will uh, to, to humans to continue to, to live in a state of rebellion so that redemption might work itself out through the incarnation and, and the reconciliation of all things in Christ, but that this frames it for us. And a few other things that, that are really informative about the story about, about how we view um, life. First of all, what's interesting about the chapter three story is that um, it, it seems that testing is a human vocation. That is to say that God had made it, made uh, the man and the woman uh, placed them in the garden where all was good, and then established a test, a tree, something they shouldn't do. Um, this is going to be a recurring theme of the Bible. God's going to call Israel out of Egypt in, in redemption, and he's going to test them in the wilderness. God's going to make David his anointed king, and then he's going to test him for seven years because Saul's not ready to not be king. And then this leads into our, our gospel for the first Sunday in Lent where Jesus is tested in the wilderness. And the purpose of a test is not that we fail it, but that the true character of, of, of the person be revealed. And so, um, so this test obviously is one that, that was failed. Other things we can see in here, I think that, that really ring true about, about uh, Genesis 3 are the way the sin is described, um, she sees that the tree is good for, for food. And this actually is more related to the a word for lust. It's the first um, lust of the eyes that, 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 that we see in the, in, the, in the biblical story. And she rationalizes the sin and it promises um, the knowledge of God to know good and evil. It promises these horizons of, of, of expanded experience because she saw that the seed tree was good for food. The corresponding thing then after though is what they see is they see that they're naked, that they thought they were gonna see glorious stuff. And that's kind of the way sin works. It promises all these things and, and we, we get a little bit caught up and deceived and we, and we do it. And all of a sudden we're, oh, we're, we find ourselves hiding from God. And that's sort of emblematic of the human condition that that in our fallen state, we're separated from God by sin, and we're a little bit afraid to, to come before him. And, and the, this also uh, story shows that the typical human response to sin is to blame someone else for it. You know, Adam, what happened? Hey, the woman. The woman says, well, hey, the serpent. And um, one of the, uh, the, the remedy for this condition uh, Father Joe Miller made an observation that I, I always remember that, that the first person in the Bible to make a good confession is King David. Um, that 
we have this, uh, here we have the denial, the pointing the finger, but we get to King David after the Bathsheba incident when Nathan says, hey, you did this. Um, the, David says, yeah, I did. And the tradition is that Psalm 51 is David's psalm of repentance after that. And so this is our proper answer to the our, our, our participation, we could, because we are born in Adam. Uh, our, our proper response to that is to to take responsibility for our role in sin, uh, confess, and then Christ then comes to to redeem us and to um, to um, draw us back into union with God. And that's what we have to understand here that the the result of sin is not just an an act that they committed that that um, requires a judicial punishment. <clears throat> the sin caused a condition of separation from God, and that's the natural state of humanity. And when we say that there's nothing we can do to save ourselves, it doesn't mean we can never do a good thing. It means we cannot we cannot we cannot bring ourselves back into that condition of communion. So this is where Christ, as the new and second Adam, comes. And incidentally, we should be aware this is the the role of, of, of the mother of God, the Blessed Virgin in the New Testament story, where, where sin comes in through Eve's deception and disbelief, then the son, the incarnation begins because Mary, talking to a different angel, says, yes, I will, I will do what God wants done. And so that the, 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 the submission of and surrender and faith of Mary leading to the birth of the Son of God, the new Adam, who, who, who in his time of testing is faithful and restores us to life and to communion through the gift of the Spirit, because that's what the death of, of Genesis is. It's the severing of communion with God that we're restored to communion with God through the gift of the Spirit. And where the tree of life here, we can't eat of it uh, in the natural condition now, we, we receive the bread of life eucharistically and in the life of prayer we can live again in communion with God so that condition is is uh, undone and so uh, the only last thing to note is that <clears throat> this is where we get our Ash Wednesday verse we say uh, we put ashes on the forehead in a couple weeks two weeks from today and say uh, remember O man the dust thou art and then the dust shalt thou, shalt thou return comes there from the end of Genesis 3 we remember our mortality in order to open our lives up in faith to the to the gift of life that Christ has won for us during the Lenten season. A few thoughts about Genesis 3. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in the righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate.
that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, who by thy Son Jesus Christ did give commandment to the apostles that they should go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, grant to us whom thou hast called into thy church a ready will to obey thy word, and fill us with a hearty desire to make thy way known upon earth, thy saving health among all nations, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. Remember, it's Wednesday, and we, we uh, concentrate and, and think and, and fast for missions. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a good day, everybody. Thank Bye, you. kiddos. Thank you.